Hey guys, you're listening to the English Made Simple Show. This is episode number 88, numero 88. Hello, hello. Welcome to English Made Simple. My name is Milena from EnglishMadeSimple.net. What's cooking good looking? Hope everyone is fine and dandy. I'm fine as well. A bit sick. It's that time of the year when uh, everyone around me starts coughing and sneezing and I'm bound to get sick myself. But anyway, here I am and the show must go on. So let's carry on, muchachos. Before we begin, let me send a special greeting to Daniela Chilena from Santiago, who lives in uh, New Zealand at the moment. Daniela is preparing for IELTS. I want to wish you all the very best for your exam. I'm sure you will do well because you're listening to the English Made Simple show. I know a couple of listeners who pass their IELTS just by tuning in to the English Made Simple podcast. Every bit counts. Keep going. Also, a special hello to Wendy from Dominican Republic who works in hospitality in the capital, Santo Domingo. Wow, that's one place on the list uh, I'd like to visit one day. A big shout out to Wendy. Uh, thank you for your nice comments. I hope today's episode helps you when you come across some tourists who look lost and need help with directions. <laughs> cool bananas! Let's continue with today's show. So, last week we learned how to ask for directions. And in the last episode we learned about landmarks and what they were. If this is your first time listening to English Made Simple, I recommend uh, you listen to the last two episodes where we learned uh, about asking for directions and we learned what the landmarks were, okay? That will help you prepare for this episode. Cool. And uh, today we are going to learn how to give someone directions. How do you explain to someone where the museum is, for example? You know, when I was living in Santiago in 2015, I lived in a suburb uh, called Providencia. And for some strange reason, um, when I was there, people would stop me on the street and ask me for directions uh, to other streets in the area. It was my first week in Santiago and it happened to me twice in one day uh, that somebody stopped me on the street and asked for directions and I spoke very little Spanish. But I spoke fluently using my legs and hands, you know what I mean? I was like trying to remember derecho, derecha, por aquí, por ahí. Oh my God, I got tongue-tied. I didn't know how to explain it. And I hope those people didn't end up getting lost at the end. <laughs> really hope so. Uh, so tongue-tied. Uh, I said tongue-tied. That's an um, expression. Tongue is lengua in Spanish. And tied is amarada. So you can imagine what it is. Uh, Tongue-tied, uh, an expression just means you're a bit nervous and unable to explain something clearly. Uh, English In English, people use this uh, expression a lot when someone is a bit nervous or not comfortable. They are tongue-tied or unable to explain something, right? Cool. Well, you know, nothing wrong with this. That's one way of giving directions, using your arms and legs, using your body language. Nothing wrong with that. However, 
What would be even better is to combine the speaking bit with body language. This, on the other hand, won't work if you had to give directions to someone over the phone. So, having said this, we will need to know how to give directions properly in English. So, let's just do that, okay? Shall we? I'm going to use the museum as an example because it's just easier to remember. Uh, and I'm going to use Carolina, my imaginary friend, Carolina. Let's pretend Carolina stops me on the street and asks me, Excuse me, madam, where can I find the Melbourne Museum? And I would say, Sure, uh, Melbourne Museum, let me think. Yep, I can tell you where it is. Just uh, keep walking along this street until you reach the main intersection. The museum will be right in front of you. Cool, it's a simple example. So, I said, keep walking along this street. In other words, continue along this street. Or another way to say it, which would mean the same thing, is carry on straight ahead. Carry on is a phrasal verb and it means to continue. Continue along the same road. In Spanish, it is continua o sigue por esta calle. Along, the word along means a lo largo de, although I haven't heard this uh, being said in Spanish. More common is sigue por esta calle or continua por esta calle. For my non-Spanish listeners, the word along means moving in a constant direction. It can be an adjective and an adverb. Easy peasy Japanesey. Carolina has more questions for me. She's looking uh, for the nearest post office. She wants to send letters and postcards to her family overseas. Carolina proceeds. Great, thank you for that, she says. Now, can you please tell me where the nearest post office is? And I say, certainly. The nearest post office is two blocks from here. It's about 10 minutes walking. Turn left onto William Street. Once you cross the pedestrian crossing, the post office should be around there, opposite the National Library. Awesome. So in the last example, I said walk two blocks. Two blocks. Three or four blocks um, is a way we measure distance when we give directions. It's usually from one set of traffic lights to the next or from one intersection to the next. That would be one block. Uh, in Spanish, uh, two blocks would mean dos cuadras or three blocks would mean tres cuadras and so on. We also use words like turn left or turn right to indicate direction. More specifically, turn right onto William Street or turn right onto Smith Street or similar. We normally use this phrase uh, turn onto a street or onto a road because we are already walking on a road or on a street. We are already on it. I also mentioned something called pedestrian crossing. Pedestrian crossings are normally marked with zebra lines and it implies that this area is pedestrian zone only. It's only used for pedestrians, for people crossing the road. Pedestrian crossing in Spanish is paso peatonal. Peatones means pedestrians. And there is something else I mentioned. I said the post office is opposite the National Library. 
Opposite means it is directly opposite. A synonym for the word opposite is across from. That's two words, across from. If I say that the post office is across from the library, I mean to say that it is somewhere there close to the library, not necessarily directly in front of the library. In my example, I used opposite the library. It means directly opposite the library. Phew, does that make sense? Hope so. Cool, I think Carolina has more questions for me. No wonder she's still standing there right in front of me. Oh my goodness. She says, thanks for that. I really appreciate it. Sorry, I have another question. I'm also looking for the fruit and veggie market. Mercado de frutas y verduras, or feria in Spanish. Is this next uh, to the St. Nicholas Church? Hmm, no, it's not next to the church. It's actually further up, past the church and past the civic theater, and it's off the main road. Once you pass the theater, the fruit and veggie market is between the parliament building and botanical gardens. This is the quickest way to get there. Radio. So in this example, I said to Carolina, the market is further up from the church. It means continue walking further. It's not that close. Further is the comparative of the word far, lejos, far. And the superlative is furthest, which means más lejos. Or in this case, when we talk about directions, it means más allá de. You know these things like comparatives and superlatives uh, when we talk about comparisons. Something is big, it can be bigger or it can be the biggest. Uh, we have uh, words like good, better and the best. So in this case, it's far, further and furthest. When something is far, it can be even further or there is even the furthest. Cool, I hope that makes sense. Wow, there's just so much here to explain. What else did I say? I said something like, it is off the main road. Off, O-F-F. The market is off the main road. It means it is not on the main road, but it is close to the main road. It's off the main road. In Spanish, this would mean cerca or close, nearby. Did we have enough for today, amigos? I hope you were able to understand most of these instructions. If it helps, please listen to this episode again. So, to quickly summarize today's episode, we learned how to give directions using basic prepositions and phrases. There are more phrases that we can use to give directions to someone, and I will prepare something for you and share it in the Facebook group, English Made Simple. This is an exclusive Facebook group for English Made Simple listeners. Today's episode should give you enough tools to play with and practice giving directions to someone. Don't forget, uh, the transcripts will be available on my website, englishmadesimple.net. In a couple of days, uh, that will help you out. Check out englishmadesimple.net. Thank you for joining me, amigos. I'll catch you next time. See you on the flip side. Hasta la próxima.